Yes, new episode, Unbelievable Hours, the podcast about professional service marketing. No, what is <laughs> we're it? Back, Flo, we're service? back, Flo. We're back. We're uh, back. Yes, we are back, and we are going to talk about something which Ashley and I have touched upon in the past because we like to talk about building the marketing machine and establishing process and workflows and removing friction, and all that. Strategic efficiency, basically. Yeah. And and I think we dropped hints around, you know, stakeholder management. Oh, we talked about stakeholder management to no end, but we dropped hints about maybe tra- training the business stakeholders yeah. here and there a little bit, but we've never actually dug into that. So this is a deep let's, dive. Let's repent. Yeah. The <laughs> repent. Deep dive, deep dive, repent. right? So, yeah, yeah. let's go on to Dakota and then come back. From the home offices of Ash and Flow, this is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. And we're back. We said that. Twice mm-hmm. now, right? But anyways, yeah. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. So let's, like we said, right? Let's talk about training the consulting colleagues, to be specific, training mm-hmm. people in the business. In, I think we'll, we'll get to the categories, but in in things like, you know, the campaigns we run, obviously we touched about that. Maybe in how to best work with the marketing function. I think we also referenced that in the past here and there. But mm-hmm. then also train them in some rudimentary marketing skills to to make them better at supporting us, I think. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. maybe before we get to that, should we have the the why discussion, right? Why why would we even consider adding this to our endless list of tasks? It's yeah, like I mean the basic things that we know is that if everyone speaks the same goddamn language, it makes life easier for everyone. If the business knows what marketing is, if they know the language, they'll be able yes. to communicate to us much better. And if we know the bit, well, I kind of, I think both of us also have got a business background, but <laughs> the whole thing is it's communication is two way. Like we talked about in one of our recent episodes. And if you want to have, seamless interactions with the business. And if the business wants to get their marketing needs done effectively, efficiently, and quicker, this is basically the way to do it. Marketing trains the business on how to speak their language and what they're doing so that the business can do a few things and then they can rely on marketing to do the rest, but at least they both know what they're in for. Yeah. Which, by the way, and I'm I'm just this is sort of not quite repeating what you said, but picking out a, a specific aspect of it. Which by doing that, we also help to improve the bottom line. Uh, mm-hmm. With me, right? Because you because you increase efficiency that way, you reduce the the impact on you know stuff like billable hours or, or utilization mm-hmm. or whatever. You you reduce the impact working with marketing has on the business colleagues and the business metrics. And I'm calling that out because I last week had a couple of discussions with clients around these things where it became a bit like in this particular case I'm thinking of became evident that the marketing people in this case were never really thinking about the downstream effects. So it's it's one of those things where, again, if you frame the efficiency that way and you say, mm-hmm. look, we want to reduce the burden, for lack of a better word, marketing work has in the business 
that is, you know, that's how you get the respect for the marketing function because you're talking business stuff. And I, that, that's, I mean, let's let's hold it there. But this is the entire yeah, yeah. thing is there is a connection between yes. how much friction you remove and how that translates to cost. And sometimes it can, yes, be, yes, well, significant or whatever. There's one yeah. more thing though. I think we wanted to touch upon, right? Which is it's not all about efficiency and cost. We're also upskilling the consulting colleagues. Mm-hmm. And and this sounds super banal. I'm going to say it anyways, but it helps if you understand some of the principles of marketing, which are essentially just principles or, or, or insights into human nature, if you will. If you get stuff like media training, for example, or if you learn how to write a decent LinkedIn post, that'll also help with your consulting career, period. Or from a firm perspective, if marketing does that kind of training, the entire consulting force becomes a little bit, you know, I don't know what they become. They become more like basically it's yeah essentially you've got better share of voice and greater reach let's put it that way simple metrics there and then rounding out our our collection of reasons to do it last one obviously is the teacher effect right if you have to teach someone else what it is you do you become better at that stuff simple enough right so Mm -hmm. um, basically here being if we invest in training if we do trainings around marketing we'll inevitably become better at marketing ourselves which that's always good. Yep. That's, sort of the, that's also one of the reasons why we started this podcast, isn't it? So, gone full speed. Oh, yeah. Let's, we can get into why we started this podcast later. But let's talk about how do you prepare this started stuff? To, let's be honest. We started to whine about stuff, but that's not for here. So, yeah. on to the next section, people. We can maybe we cut it here and insert a little more music to, mm-hmm. just as a bridge. Just kidding. I, yeah, okay. So, um, how do we prepare? Yeah, so, but these are the yeah. reasons. Right, exactly. You're right. So, We've decided to do it. How do we prepare? Do you, do you have thoughts on how to prepare? Well, I guess one of the things is a lot of marketers, especially in bigger firms, don't really make, take it upon themselves to train their business stakeholders in what they do. Like if they understood the nuances, the complexities in the language of what you're doing, then they'll actually get some value from it and approach you at the right time. So make sure that there's a priority for you and this will help you gain budget this will help you like streamline your workload and also will help the business strategically use marketing where they need to there's an event uh, yeah. we'll do this yeah. we don't need to do like a f- 15 events we pick these three and you give the rationale why you do these three things like that that thereby you can protect your budget and you can also like focus in on the right things why do you need to do everything Yes. And by, by saying protect your budget is what you mean by most marketers don't do this. It's, it's not a common job or task within marketing functions today, typically, right? Mm-hmm. Being responsible for training. So what you're saying is change that first, right? Make yes. sure this becomes one of the official quote unquote air quotes jobs of your team. And there's a budget for it because otherwise it's mayhem. And, and I think you're right, because if you just tack on training without that sort of formal approval and support, it just becomes an add-on hobby type job, which you'll have to do on a Saturday because your week is filled with the other stuff you are officially mm-hmm. expected to deliver. Now, I, th- I think yeah. that's that's very that's a good way. So, get the green light first, and I think as with all these things, a good way to do it is probably to so uh, I did want to interrupt- project. Yeah, I, I did <laughs> want to say one thing. It, this doesn't have to be like super formal. It could literally be an informal coffee 
tea discussion with the person explaining how these things work because the whole thing here oh, is yeah. to establish the communication you do not need to go there with a the massive presentation saying this is how marketing works you can literally what you should but you might have as... to depending on where it works yeah depending yeah, on where I, you I work you, you might have to but the that's thing what is I meant by, yeah, yeah this that, is a relationship building like. exercise and once again professional yeah. services are all about relationships this is literally a relationship building exercise where the business and marketing learn to trust each other also yeah yeah no you're, you're absolutely right and i think actually you're not just right but it's probably the better way to do it over coffee and the thing that's and that's not what i meant by official is yeah, yeah you know doing it some other way what i meant by official is at the end of the day whoever your boss is has to be fine with you and your team spending i don't know 10 percent of your time developing and delivering trainings during the right like part as part of the 40 hours or whatever it is you work in a week and not just tack it on as sort of an afterthought anyways the, i think a good way to start this continuing with the idea of how to prepare as in all consulting life is do a discovery session or project first right so we noted here i begin by clarifying like again thinking about what marketing actually does in your firm i right? look at the, the capabilities you are supposed to have or build mm -hmm. look at the roles within the team look at your processes if you if you're not clear on those go back in our catalog and listen to the episode where we explain build those. But review those and then figure out where are the points of friction, right? What does the business don't understand? What is something that annoys your team all the time? Because I don't know, the business always comes to us with event requests, like way too late. La, la, la. You'll be easily able to identify these pain points that spring up because there's misunderstandings, misconceptions, people don't know how to do stuff. Well, list them. And, you know, you can do a little bit of prioritization maybe, and you can think of some mitigation strategies and then just pick the two most painful points and two easiest to implement mitigation strategies and package them as a training. It's as simple as that. I mean, maybe yeah. it might be more nuanced in practice, but it, that's the general idea. Yeah, it's likely a little more nuanced, but here's the thing. It's essentially things that you just need to do to make things work easier for yeah. both sides, basically. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, like in, in a firm... You and I both work for that. We had this issue that the business just fundamentally did not understand that it was a centralized planning process for thought, for major thought leadership pieces, or the majority of the business didn't understand. And those of the few people who did know, didn't know how to get into it and how to get your piece discussed and blah, 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 and greenlit and then plan for. So what we did was a massive education training campaign. Here's how this works. And then subsequently, we did some, here's how you package your pitch, but right there, we'll get to the areas of, of training, but this is yeah. the idea, right? Find yeah. spots where there is friction and then try to mitigate them through training. I guess this ties um, in where you want them to focus on. Like when you're yeah, training, I think what if, do you... Yeah, if, if we discuss trainings and we, we touched upon those, right? I think there's typically there's three levels of intervention. Maybe, you know, if, if we forget one, you write us or yell at us in the comments, which I don't read, but... Uh, <laughs> The three levels of intervention, I think, are, and we touched upon the first one quite a lot throughout the podcast, I think, campaign-related training, right? You have a new effort underway. You have this new thought leadership piece coming up. You have this event, whatever. So the idea is running training to enable consultants to support ongoing efforts. Yeah, so letting them know this. Right? Yeah, letting them know there's a new piece of thought leadership. This is how you post on social. This is what we need you to do around the time of yes. launch. This, Here's these are the events that we need to yeah. go. Here's the material, like you were just saying, all the things that they need to do to make that campaign effective and also raise their own presence as you know 
improve their presence, improve their voice, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and there are some there are some trainings I've done which are not just for one instance of the program, but they can be repurposed, which is a good idea. For example, we we designed a presenters training. If you are on a trade show floor demoing mm-hmm. some stuff or speaking to people, right? Sort of a or I think many firms will have media trainings, which these can also be they can be campaign related because I have to go to that media interview, but they're also easily repurposed, right? For for ongoing training efforts. But I mean that's pretty clear, right? We don't have to spend more time that yeah. campaign related training. And then marketing related training is what you've got here, but that's essentially what we were talking before, but showing the business, particularly the consultants here on how best to work with marketing. This is essentially teaching them your language. Yeah. And not to go too long about this because I think we had this in the systems episode or whatever that was. It's a very good idea also for your own team to write a playbook, right? This is what marketing's job is in this firm. Mm -hmm. This is how we do those jobs. These are the capabilities we have and these are the services we typically deliver all that good stuff and we talked about it at length so i'm not going to repeat it here but this is the idea of training people on that just a little bit so that they know they don't have to come to you for lanyards and and ballpen gifts because you don't deal with that right your team does whatever else but yeah yeah and then then we've got the skills training and marketing skills and this is where, so sometimes, and I think we've all faced this, you'll essentially be sitting on a business meeting, you know, minding your own thing, working on stuff, probably get trying to get budget, probably trying to get things moving. And suddenly you'll find the business lead just saying, hey, I think this piece of thought leadership is going to be amazing because the market needs a specific thing. Now, here's the thing. This is a little bit of work on everyone's side. And you and I, I've seen this happen many times where someone makes a throwaway comment because they've had a reaction. Everyone is, you know, human. I mean, a good, this is a good yeah. place to let you guys all, if you haven't read Daniel Kahneman's like thinking fast and slow, it's a good place to do that. So people have an emotional reaction and then they're like, yes, let's put out this piece of thought leadership. Marketing goes back, starts to do the whole research, starts to do all the prelim work, working with the research team or whatever. And then the business lead is more like, well, that was just a mo- in the moment. I really don't think I need to go into this anymore. This is my, I've changed my mind. So this is the area where this will benefit the most, where if the business lead has the idea that they want to come up with something, if they start to put pen to paper, just the initial stage, right? Mm-hmm. And then come to you. That makes a world of difference because then you can start building the whole thing and everything and going with them. If they, they do not have the training, like a marketer at the outset, right? That's, yeah. If that's they do not a have any of, like a marketer. yeah. If they don't have any of this stuff, all they do is they just say, "Yeah, I want this," and then they're like, "Oh, I don't really want that anymore," and that's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. Instead, if they think I mean, a little bit so, like this, it's a good yeah. way to like you know. They so, won't... so con- content, content authorship ideation, sort of strategizing around how yes. does this become yeah. something the market actually wants? Which yes. that's the core question underpinning all marketing is how do yes. I make this? I mean, look, this doesn't um, like remove things like marketing, interviewing the person and getting all the information, starting all that. This doesn't do all that, but this does the preliminary work. Like if you're thinking about a university student who's got to write a thesis, they need to like come up with the argument. This is literally going to be verbalizing that argument 
Well, speaking about university graduates, I mean, I also am a firm believer in training consultants in writing. Yes. I'm not going to say copywriting, but sort of compelling or even persuasive writing. It helps a lot, especially with the younger folks, because if they they train you to write in a certain way to get a degree, and that's not the way to write if you're to convince anybody of stuff you have so let's put it yeah let's make it very that's simple one, that's one of the areas where, where marketing training can actually really benefit the overall training actually flo I, as consultants yeah i do want to digress just to give one point let's make it very clear majority of people who work in marketing have not studied marketing because marketing as a discipline is Oof, way too yeah. theoretical okay. and and that's not how it works in the real world Marketing, the theoretical marketing that they will teach you, which neither of us have studied, by the way, because our qualifications are in completely different areas, can literally tell you that, yeah, this is not ideal. So practical skills are important. There's writing skills, posting on social, doing interviews, or rather knowing how to present yourself, present facts. All these things are things you learn practically. So as you're saying, university stuff, they don't teach you. You need to teach these practical marketing skills. They're not really marketing skills per se, but they're practical skills that are needed to A, grow your presence, speak to the market, speak to the client, and build relationships. And this is something that marketing can teach you. Perfect. Because I wanted to to, to close this out and go to the next section with just that. Because in my experience, these things are the least taught or done so the marketing teams might do campaign what we would consider campaign related training right some firms have the marketing departments do marketing related training or education there's a website that explains that type of stuff but i rarely see the marketing teams train their consulting colleagues in marketing practical skills like you said and what you just said there about the relationship building that's true here as well because in my experience these things are not done very much, but they're in very high demand. Like once you start offering them, like do a link, offer a LinkedIn training for junior consultants in your firm, see what happens, right? If if you if you pitch it, right? There will be interest in those things. And that not only then helps with upskilling the consultants and so forth, but to your point of relationship building, it also gives the marketing team an in. You'll suddenly meet a bunch of people and multiply your connections into the business. So we've, we've spent some time on this last point. I think it, I hope yeah, we made again. the point that it's worth doing that. We just wanted to, before we close, let's just share some. How do you get this done, tips. basically? Yeah, yeah. On, on executing on mm-hmm. this idea. And yeah, I think the initial thing, and I'll literally just read it off our notes and then stop because it's very clear. Start small and scale up, right? Yeah. Okay, I can't stop there. I will add, like we said before, prioritize some areas where the most pains are, and then just run a training, single one. See if it sticks, what it does, what the feedback is, and build from there, right? Work with the quote-unquote champions, or rather the people who've got the visibility, who are able to push these things, who probably also have the right amount of time to push it in the right way. And then use the kind of tech that you know, you can't like use the ones that are available. You do not need to like use everything. Like you've got plenty of documentation that exists already. Use them. You've got like recordings, whether it's Teams, whether it's some other, you know, platform or anything. Use those. Use the things that you can to help with this. You do not need to like certain things just need to be told once and then it can be given as a recording to everyone else and certain things need to be done multiple times because that's a relationship building aspect so weigh them and do them right and 
the last I mean, point to, flow. To your tech point, and I think it's to, uh, adding a tiny bit to your tech point and then bridging to the last one. There's so much technology out there which is very cheap and easy to use that allows you to document what you do in the moment you do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the point, right? Leverage these as, as much as you can because that's the, the last execution tip we have here is to build as you go, right? Mm-hmm. So don't don't block off half a day to sit down and build a complex curriculum, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you could do that, but it's probably better to once you have identified friction points, right? To, to keep it very practical and to go back to my example, people didn't know how to submit pitches to that program. Mm-hmm. Well, we just recorded ourselves because it was a digitally supported process. Like there was a website to go to and that type of stuff. We just record ourselves doing it and talking over the thing while we were filling out the form fields. And we shared that video around. That's as That's all that was, it started yeah. and then eventually it became an internal website and there were a bunch of videos on there but that's the idea of starting small and scaling up and also building as you go right because that mm-hmm. then also is very it's much easier on your time than than to say oh we got to block two days to come up with the training that's not i think that's not the way to do it closing thoughts ash before we have to go for lunch it's a little bit of a mindset shift you need to to make training part of your job so definitely get there and you know what? You're not really being replaced. You're just augmenting value. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and right. making yourself irreplaceable. Yeah, yeah. We discussed this quite a bit before. That I don't know if it's an actual objection to this. Maybe it is, but I can totally see it being one where people say, "Yeah, but I don't want to train people on LinkedIn posting because LinkedIn posting is my job." I think you. Your job should be more than LinkedIn posting. That's the first thing I would begin that's with. The, yeah, you're right. That's the first. But even if it isn't, I mean, the honest truth of it is you're talking to people who have a completely different day job and very rigid targets in terms of how much time they're supposed to spend in that. It's not about training them to the point where they become the master, right, and replace mm-hmm. you. It's about giving them the rudimentary skills that enables them to, when they come to you for help and working with you, they are able to do that better uh, because they understand more about your world or your end of the world. And and they, yeah, maybe have picked up on a few things that helps them give better inputs. So what it really does is it improves your performance. It improves your visibility. It improves the relationships you have inside the firm. And at the end of the day, overall, it makes you better at your job, which coincidentally is one of the key themes of this podcast, isn't it? See what I did there. Segway to the weekend. Yes, yes. Segway to a plug. I'll applaud myself and then I'll stop the recording if that's fine for you. <laughs> All right, then. We are right. done for this Good. time. See you next See you time. Soon, oh, speak soon. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 